You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live on a Thursday. Father James Gross joined by Father Jason Leffer here in the Grand Forks studio. We are priests of the Diocese of Fargo. And it is such a privilege to be part of this great uh, ministry here that is reaching out to more and more communities. YourCatholicRadioStation.com is the website in order to keep track of uh, the updated schedule of programming. There have been some adjustments going on with regard to the kinds of uh, local programming and uh, what you hear uh, in the course of a given week. So you can uh, keep track on that. Keep track of that on that website and also leave and join in various prayer requests with our community here at yourcatholicradiostation.com. Well, we are coming to you from the um, uh, Faith uh, and Business Conference, which is being held today in Sioux Falls. And our next guest is the Executive Director of the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity, Joe Rutten. Welcome to Real Presence Live. How are we doing, guys? We're doing very well, thank you. It's great to hear from you. So um, give us a little bit of a uh, a sneak preview in uh, terms of uh, what you guys are anticipating today at the conference. Well, uh, we're in our seventh year here in Sioux Falls with the annual Faith and Business Conference, and we expect, uh, oh, I don't know, fireworks. Uh, You know, it's going to be quite a show down here. So we have about 250 folks, uh, men, women, Catholics, Christians, uh, uh, anybody interested in uh, the relationship between faith principles and business practices is is invited. And so we expect a great turnout here for the 7th Annual Faith and Business Conference. Uh, But I think, Brian, if we get about 250 folks in the room, that should be a pretty good day, I think. Yes, indeed. Um, Take us back into um, uh, the history of of this whole event in terms of how it came about. How was the decision made to have this kind of gathering? I I assume that you at least uh, know well about that if you weren't yourself kind of on the stage of that toward the beginning. Right. So this really was born out of... uh, an apostle of the Catholic Church called the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity that was started in 2012 as a ministry to help men connect to faith through work. I've got two brother priests, two brothers that are priests, and I've got two brothers that are cowboys, bull riding and everything. Uh, the whole the whole shabam. They even wear cowboy hats and cowboy boots. Fabulous. Uh, and I thought, you know, do your brother do your brother you, priests wear spurs? <laughs> only when on the ranch, right? In order, to get, in order to get on the farm, they have to be able to drive a F-150 and uh, be able to wear cowboy boots. So I thought, you know, you know, typically the way the church works, I'm in the middle of these guys, right? Like, I have my two brothers that find their, their pride and their value in work and, and, and calloused hands and a hard day's labor, and then I have my two brother priests that find their value in their faith and uh, uh, ministering, spreading the gospel, right? But both have dignity in their work. One's a minister, and as the Scripture tells us, all have different callings. But I saw that my two brothers, my two cowboy brothers, that that type of a man could use help connecting to his faith in a way that Bible studies didn't always work, right? Like, they're not jacked up about going to the church for a Bible study or some of this type of stuff. They go to church on Sunday, they say prayers before meals, and they, 
they live a life of integrity, but how can I help them connect to a deeper practice of their faith? And I thought, what if I take work, and I have work be the back door that I bring faith through? So I started this Catholic men's business fraternity with a half a dozen other men, and 10 years later, we're up to 100 members in Sioux Falls in the surrounding region, and it's a great apostolate. And in the process, we thought, you know what? The ladies, the non-Catholics, this is a platform for everybody. We need to have a big top event, a big circus, where we invite everybody around to come to a, a, a place where we can talk about how is it that faith principles can be integrated into our business practices. And so seven years ago, we started the Faith and Business Conference, and it's been a hit ever since. So this is our seventh annual. Are, are, your, are your brother priests allowed to join? You know what? They called me last night asking for free tickets. <laughs> so what are so Joe? What are what are some of the what are some of the principles of your 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 men's fraternity there? What what are what what's right. kind of the the heart of it that it's based on? Right. So the heart of it obviously is based on the gospel of Jesus Christ, but the universal principles that we have that oh, I don't know, would say is the blood running through us is Catholic social teaching. And we anchor into the four primary principles of dignity, common good, solidarity, and subsidiarity. And how do those principles apply to our lives personally and professionally? And then virtue, the classical or chief cardinal virtues of prudence, temperance, justice, and fortitude. Uh, those kind of eight principles are at the core of, if you will, the curriculum or the the framework by which we seek to uh, fulfill our mission and vision. So, if I was if I was to come to one of your monthly meetings, what would I encounter? What what, what would be beneficial for being a part of this group? Like, if I, I come there, what's gonna? Why would I walk away inspired? What what am I going to experience? Well, there's two things. One with the the business fraternity, there's a real camaraderie and fraternity there, right? The same applies to the faith and business conference. That fraternity of like minded individuals who share in a common value set uh, is needed today. People are looking for friendship, and they don't want division and all these things. They want to say, well, who's in this with me? And so you find a real camaraderie and friendship of people that share these faith principles and desire to have them integrated into all, all areas of their life. But for the business fraternity, we use a document called the Vocation of the Business Leader. It's done in conjunction with the Vatican, the Pontifical Council for Peace and Justice, and then a, a, a consortium of other individuals, but the main the main person that I give credit to is Dr. Michael Naughton out of St. Thomas. Uh, we read a paragraph and then do Lectio Divina on a paragraph from this document uh, that really just talks about Catholic social teaching and business, and it's magic. I'm telling you what, it's 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 the thing they show up for every month. And I was just going to ask, uh, I believe Dr. Naughton is one of the speakers who is going to be there at the conference today, oh, correct? Can I just do the, can I just promo him? <laughs> please, please. We'd like to hear a little bit more about uh, him particularly, yes. Yeah, so Dr. Naughton's amazing. And, and, you know, he's kind of known a little bit around circles in the Midwest, Minnesota, North Dakota, uh, and South Dakota. But Dr. Naughton's a professor uh, in the business school, at St. Thomas that took over after the legendary Don Briel stepped down as chair of the Catholic Studies Department at St. Thomas. And he really has a heart for uh, labor and leisure. How is it that faith and work connect? 
to help form uh, uh, integrated human beings that live well and work well. So he's going to be one of our keynotes here at the conference today. Very good. We are visiting with uh, Joe Rutten, who's the executive director of the Catholic Men's Business uh, Fraternity. Um, what are some things that uh, just kind of examples that you could give of um, uh, past uh, attendees that uh, kind of have really struck you? And I know that uh, uh, because of the pandemic, there is a little bit of a hiatus in terms of how this event has been uh, carried out. But uh, just as you kind of go back um, in some of the recent more recent sessions you know i would say that the nobility that the conference gives gives to business leaders that i think attendees walk out feeling like what they do at work matters and it doesn't just matter economically it matters spiritually and religiously that somehow the work they do is noble and participates in something bigger than themselves, and that the work they do is good, and they don't always feel that. Sometimes at church, the business person is kind of put in that category of people that's like a necessary evil, like somehow they're all greedy or, you know, they're in it for the wrong reasons, and when we look at business leaders, we stop and say, well, wait a minute, there's something noble about what they're doing, like a teacher or, or a doctor or a nurse, that, that these professions that seem to have a perceived nobility about them that is true also the business leader has that nobility as well and so i'd say the number one thing uh attendees walk out with is feeling like dignity in their work very good we're going to be stepping aside in just a a minute or two here for a break but i wanted to ask uh, uh are people uh can people still come and join you today or um was there a deadline to the registration how how does that work Nope, people can join us right now if they're out there listening, and they uh, can make it over at the Sioux Falls Convention Center. Uh, and we have Mass at 11, or the conference starts at 12. So even if they're listening and thinking, well, I can't quite get there till lunchtime, or uh, we, we got a boxed lunch, but they could also, 1230, we'll kick this thing off. So come on out, and uh, they can register at the door. A uh, question about the, your, the men's fraternity as well. Like, uh, if somebody's interested in checking that out, where, where could they go to find that out? And when you meet on a monthly basis, is that done over like a noon time or is that an evening? How, how does that work? Well, you can. Uh, we actually have Zoomed now. So the benefit of COVID is that we Zoom everything. So we, uh, we do Zoom the monthly meetings for the business fraternity, and you can find those at cmbfsf.org. That stands for the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity, SiouxFalls.org. So they can go there or just Google search Faith and Business Conference, and that pulls it up, and and we're behind all of that, too. So uh, you just look up business fraternities in Sioux Falls, and you're going to find us. There's, There's only one show in town that I'm aware of. Well, we're going to step away for just a moment here, but uh, we'll continue this conversation as we have Joe Rutten with us, the executive director of the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity, uh, hearing a little bit more after the break about how he himself is implementing some of the lessons that he has learned uh, in his way of life. And so uh, please stay with us. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish, one who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family, Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Father James Gross joined by Father Jason Leffer, priest from the Diocese of Fargo. One of the things that I'm thinking about this time of year, a lot of our smaller towns in North Dakota have begun their school year already. Many others will be beginning here in North Dakota within the next couple of days. And um, in Minnesota, many of them will not begin until right after Labor Day. But uh, yeah, there's all sorts of uh, pictures of kiddos on social media for the first day of school. And so we uh, pray for those families as they're beginning, and especially for uh, teachers in in the Catholic school system, too, um, as they're uh, partnering with their families in our communities. Yeah, last evening we had a big big kickoff meeting last night for parents and teachers and volunteers for faith formation, getting that going, and also adult ed for the year. So we're, you and I are back in the saddle again here, too. That's right, Uh, yep. Putting out all those hours of of teaching and stuff, which we thoroughly enjoy and are privileged to be a part of. Right, right. It's that time of the year where we have to kind of get the the plan put together for for what we're doing. So uh, we are visiting with Joe Rutten. Uh, the executive director of the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity. And, uh, Joe, what I'd like to find out from you is kind of a first-person testimonial in terms of what line of work you are in or have been in and uh, how you've been able to apply some of the uh, lessons uh, of of this group uh, to your personal situation. Yeah, so I'm... uh... Uh, one in nine kids that come from a big Catholic family here in Sioux Falls and grew up under the spires of the cathedral and 
was taught to value my faith, but uh, as often happens in life, I went went wayward, (laughs) kind of ran out in the world to see what else was out there and found that nothing else made me happy. So, uh, praise God, I had a great conversion uh, my senior year in high school and came back to faith, and it led me to seminary, and I was going to be a Catholic priest, and I did four years at St. Thomas uh, up at the seminary, and then I discerned out, and, uh, you know, I just uh, kind of decided that maybe I was the wrong twin. I got a twin brother, and that maybe he was the one that should be the priest. <laughs> so, so did you make him go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, I was like, you know what, I'm done, John. It's your turn. Why, why don't you finish this out for me? I'll do Hand off the baton. The last fourth. <laughs> right. So he went on and, and became a priest, and I got into education. So my degrees in Catholic studies, integration of, of really faith into life, all aspects of curricular uh, development, and also got a master's from the- in theology from Augustine Institute with Ted Sree and Tim Gray and the crew out there. So uh, I really have spent 20 years, two decades in Catholic education. I now work, I did 10 years as a high school theology teacher, did five years as director of formation for the cathedral, and then started, I'm director of the Benedictine Leadership Institute and the professor of theology at Mount Marty University in Yankton, South Dakota, mm-hmm. which is the third of the Benedictine colleges and universities on the Missouri River. So I've been there for six years now, and all I've done is taken, the, uh, I'm a visionary, and what I've seen is that what the world is lacking is integration, and that Main Street is looking for what I was provided in my undergraduate education, and that is faith principles in our life. How do we live a life that is worthy of the gospel, and how do we specifically do that in business? And so that's kind of what my background is. I love my faith and business class at university, and I thought, you know what? Uh, this is a missing element. This is a missing piece to business, and it might actually be part of the reason that there's such a uh, a low level of job satisfaction out there that maybe their business is missing something, and that's a culture of faith. So, with so that, how do you, um, Joe? How do you take somebody and go from like I'm just I'm just working to live and just getting by, and I can't I I don't understand the inherent dignity of meaningful labor, meaningful work. How do how how does that conversion come about on a natural level, you know, with the, to, in order for faith to come in there and make, make it something more to realize that you're part of something more than just working to live? You know, it's a great question. I think it all begins with prayer. If we are not connected to the, to the Creator, then anything we're doing, even as a priest, right? Like, you guys know this. Even as a priest, like, you can quickly become... Uh, disconnected from your work if you're not connected to your higher power, to our Lord, to Christ. And so for me, it's like, all right, first I need to be in relationship with the divine creator. And then second, I can come to understand that what I'm doing at work on a daily basis contributes to a greater purpose. What is the thing I'm creating? What is my, so let's take, uh, you know, widgets. You know, I'm, I'm making widgets that, that are part to a window, and windows are sold to housing manufacturers, and they're going to, all right, well, how is it that I'm providing comfort then to people? Like, seeing that what I'm doing is actually helping people 
achieve a greater purpose. And, you know, I was driving down the, uh, to this conference, and I drove by a family that I know that lives in a tough spot, and they don't have air conditioning. You know, it's like somebody has to make that air conditioning. Somebody has to have the, the capability, the technology to put that together. Now, does the person that's working for, you know, the, the AC company, do they understand the good that they're doing and providing to others? And that's where we discover this dignity of a higher calling and a higher purpose, that we participate with God, who is the creator, by the way, right? God's the mm-hmm. creator. We're co-creators. And when we come together and unite our work with God's purpose and will for our life, then it creates this purpose, this meaning in us that helps us find a deeper satisfaction in what we do. And then I'm not just showing up to work to pay the bills. So, so I'm like not the, just showing up to work for a paycheck. So like men who might come upon the fraternity or come in for the first time, are, are they men who are actually on the road of conversion and understanding that they're working through their Christian faith? Or is, or is it men who have never kind of heard of these concepts? It's all uh, I brand think new this to is them. great. Most of them, yeah, this is good. Most of them are what I call for sure at minimum pew sitters. Right, they're 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 used to sitting in the pew on Sunday, but then they compartmentalize their lives like many of us, and they go to work on Monday, and faith is still in the pew. And so, what we do is then we help them understand. All right, how is it that we can live out this deeper level of discipleship of of the Christian way of life in a manner that also integrates into Monday? So, how do we take Sunday? into Monday, and what I have found is that it's some of the people that actually we might not look and say, oh, they're discipled, or they're converted, or they're really jacked up about their faith. Those are the folks that come and encounter this, and they say, oh, wow, there's something here that I've been missing. Um, that's what I have found, is that if you can take, for instance, I have a lawyer we have a lawyer that came to one of the meetings, and one of the other guys shared something pretty personal. And and the the lawyer at the end, he said, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe like you just shared that. Like you just told a group of men something that I would never share with anybody." And and all of a sudden, he he start kept coming back. Well, what he discovered is a community of trust where he could bring his challenges, his obstacles that he had personally and professionally to a, a, a group. It's almost like free counseling, you know? Well, and I think, so, you know, Heather Heather mentioned this earlier, like there's particular challenges for women. Uh, she was saying like their group allows them to be vulnerable. Well, how are you going to be a businesswoman who's vulnerable? Because one of the principles of business is you don't let them see your weaknesses. You don't let them see your faults or your failures. You don't e- expose anything. It's, you know, it's competitive, dog-eat-dog kind of thing. So how, how do you... How do you, you know, go from saying, hey, we need to learn how to be vulnerable like Christ as men, but yet we're in the business world where we need to be competitive? See, I can't swear because we're on radio and it's Catholic radio, but that's all BS, right? That's mm-hmm. just the world telling you that in order for you to be successful, you have to compromise your integrity and your gospel values. No way. Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, every one of the business leaders I know that I respect are honest and vulnerable and take take risks in a way that says, you know what, I'm broken. I'm not perfect either. I need a team of people, as a matter of fact, because I'm not perfect and I don't have all the answers. I need a team of people around me to help accomplish this goal. And then they hire people that share that common 
common value and those common ways. And then they see their boss being vulnerable and being honest. And next thing you know, it gives them permission to be vulnerable and be honest. And then you create a culture by which people work well and become well. See, that's the key to this whole thing is when we work well, we become well. So work can actually ennoble us and make us better. Okay, so here's, right. here's another kind of burning thing. So right now we're, we're kind of in a woke world, right? Where, and, and basically anything that has the name Catholic on it right now is not really cool. You know, not in, out in the world there. It's not, it's, you're more likely to be kind of oppressed or say there's something wrong with you if, you, if you're associated with Catholic. In, or canceled. Or canceled, you know, in the, in the business world. So what, what are you finding, Joe, right now? Because here you are kind of on the front line promoting Catholic. Uh, Catholic business and so forth. What, how is that? How is that working? Like in that general sense of the broader business world. You know, that's a good question. And actually, our speaker Dina Dwyer Owens today, the keynote out of Waco, Texas. She was on Undercover Boss, and she is phenomenal, phenomenal. She's Catholic and all of this, and so she's being asked this question at the conference: How do we do this? What does this look like? And she said, "You know what, Joe? She said, I just live my faith." And other people around me see how I live, and then they begin to say, what's the source behind how Dina does what she does? And then they come to discover and see that it's Christ, that it's the church, that it's faith. Mm -hmm. Now, does everybody have the opportunity to start a meeting with prayer or to, to put crucifix in their offices? No, some people do, and that's great that they do. But all of us have the opportunity to live life with, with integrity and to live a life that's based on gospel values. So I believe, one, you can live gospel values at work, but two, you have to be courageous and willing also to take risks at times. And what we've done with this Faith and Business Conference is provided a platform for men and women of faith to come together once a year to talk about these challenges that we have at work of what are these obstacles, what do they look like, and how can we overcome them. Right. One last question that I wanted to pose with you uh, in the few seconds that we have left here, Joe. Um, the consumerist mentality often cons is uh, very narrowly construed just with what I can get, what I can earn, what I can retain, without thinking about how we give back in a sort of a charitable and a, a generous sense. Uh, how can your, How is your group helping people to think beyond just, um, you know, like increasing the bottom line and, and investing in things? outside of themselves to, to basically gain by, uh, you know, by, by sharing and, and giving away uh, to, a, to an extent? Well, one of the things that we do here is we bring together our wealth creators and our nonprofit leaders so that the wealth creators and the nonprofit leaders can be in the same room together. They can both come to understand each other's mission and operations better and at the same time, we realize we're all on the same team and we're in this thing together. But I believe one of the great opportunities that we have at this conference and in the United States in general is helping our business community understand that their wealth is not their own. It was provided to them, stewarded to them as a gift by God, and that they then in turn have a responsibility to steward it to the common good of all. Now, what does that mean and look like? Well, that's for the individual to pray and discern and to have conversations with our Lord about. But what I have found is that the more people are engaged in the faith, the more generous they are with their wealth. Sure. 
Well, Joe Rutten, thanks so much for taking this time to visit with us today, and we hope you have a wonderful conference there in Sioux Falls today. Amen, brothers. I appreciate it. Thank you, and God bless you, and thank you for your priesthood. Thank you. God bless you. Well, what keeps him coming back to the Faith and Business Conference? Mike Kidrowski, a familiar voice to Real Presence Radio, will join us next to share more about that. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 